And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, a recent report from the USDA's Economic Research Service says farm sector debt tied to real estate will hit a record high of $375.9 billion in 2023. Randy Dickhoot, farmland analyst for Agricultural Economic Insights, says the headline doesn't tell the whole story of what's going on. It's true, but you have to reference it to everything else to really get the full picture. Total debt for U.S. farm sector, inflation adjusted, that's reached a peak. The real estate debt has really taken off. It took off in that 2005, 6, 7 time frame when land value started to really go higher. And you can see that it went up. But if we plotted that against land value increases, they've been that steep or even steeper. So they've followed right along with land values, so to speak. So that's not concerning. Farmers aren't carrying all of the increase in farm real estate debt. The real estate debt portion, majority would be farmers, but there also would be some investors in there that carry some of the debt too. And so they're going to have a different risk profile than farm operations in looking at it. So it takes in non-operating investor, landowners, and farmers. He says non-real estate debt loads have gone the other way. Non-real estate would be operating loans, livestock, equipment, things like that. It's going to be farmers. You want to see that debt has actually declined in recent years because of the profitability of farming. So overall debt and that overall debt to asset ratio is still very low. Agriculture in total is the envy of about any other industry because of the low debt levels. Now some farmland in rural America doesn't have any debt tied to it, unlike the farm crisis of the 1980s. There was more land that had a mortgage percentage-wise than there is now. And I use that statistic from Iowa State that 82% of the farmland in Iowa has no debt. And so that wasn't quite the case in the 70s and 80s. There was more debt. Farmers bought land and interest rates and all that. So it had a double squeeze. Cost them more to own it, plus their incomes were down. Today, farm incomes, even for 23, farm income in general for the country is still above what it was previously. Again, Randy Dickhoot is the farmland analyst for Agricultural Economic Insights. For more information, go to aei.ag. Well, research on greenhouse gas emissions from animal agriculture is the primary focus of the Colorado State University Ag Next program. What might be happening, right, as we begin to really focus on the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions in a system How does it impact the system overall? And then is the solution that we potentially generate, does it have any negative effects, either from a cost perspective, a carcass merit perspective, an animal health and well-being perspective? All of those things are incredibly important when we think about scalable solutions, right? Because if we could come up with a solution that reduces methane by, let's say, 50%. But if it causes any unintended consequences related to animal health and well-being, for example, that solution's unacceptable. That is Dr. Kim Stackhouse-Lawson. She is the director of the CSU AgNext program, and she discusses the climate-smart research pens of cattle that they are doing research on, feeding them additives to reduce methane emissions. We're measuring individual emissions from each of those animals. We're measuring methane, hydrogen, CO2, and oxygen from those animals. And then we're also measuring animal performance. We'll follow those animals after they're harvested and measure carcass merit and carcass quality from them. 
And Dr. Stackhouse Larson says this research is a collaboration with USDA and other partners. This research project will conclude at the end of this month. Well, as we shared earlier this month on American Ag Today, Pivot Bio recently announced the launch of its 2023 Innovator Program. The annual nitrogen credit program enables farmers to increase profitability while reducing their environmental impact. Lori Reese, Pivot Bio Environmental Programs Manager, explains. The way that this program works is we have the growers who are using our products, which for 2022 and 2023 are the Pivot Bio Proven 40. We pay them an incentive for data collection to confirm that they are doing a synthetic nitrogen fertilizer reduction on those acres where they are using our product. Reese says Pivot Bio's innovator pilot program documented real-world replacement of synthetic fertilizer on U.S. farms in 2022. The participants that we gathered the data from replaced nearly 12,000 tons of synthetic fertilizer. And to our knowledge, that is the largest reduction of any kind that's been recorded so far. In addition to the success for that environmental benefit, paying growers out $1.5 million in incentive for the 2022 Innovator Pilot Program adds an additional value to them alongside using the Pivot Bio proven products. Microbial nitrogen sources can help farmers reduce their dependence on synthetic nitrogen and reduce overall supply chain emissions. With these microbial products, which fix atmospheric nitrogen and provide it in an available manner to the root zone of the crops that we are approved for, we believe that that is a better form of nitrogen. Uh, it's a nitrogen source that the plants prefer. And what we see in result of using the product is a healthier plant. And our understanding is that that translates into being able to capture all of that yield potential that a growing environment would provide. Now, we know that yield is very complex and nitrogen is not the only component, but having a larger, healthier plant certainly allows that plant to capture more growing potential. The 2023 Innovator Program, which offers a $2 per acre incentive, is expanded beyond the limited pilot and is now open to all Pivot Bio customers. Anyone who purchases the product is eligible for the 2023 Innovator Program. The requirements then become that you make that commitment to, to certainly share your data. You're doing a synthetic fertilizer nitrogen replacement. So that means that there's a baseline and that you're making a change in your nitrogen management from that baseline. From that data, as Pivot Bio, we package it so that it can be handed off to a verifier and then developed into a marketable asset. And once that asset is sold, the majority of the proceeds of that sale will go back to the farmer. And you can learn more online by visiting pivotbio.com. Again, that is online at pivotbio.com. And finally, here on American Ag Today, the Department of Agriculture plans to purchase various protein items to support activities to leverage American agriculture to feed kids and families. Potential materials may include dairy, meat, fish, and poultry items. The funds provided through USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation will support nearly $1 billion to purchase food for emergency food providers like food banks. The purchases are phase two of the program. Interested parties shall be responsible for ensuring that they have the most up-to-date information about this acquisition. The contract type is anticipated to be firm, fixed price, indefinite delivery slash definite quantity. Commodities and the products of agricultural commodities acquired under this contract must be a product of the United States and shall be considered to be such a product if it is grown, processed, and otherwise prepared for sale or distribution exclusively in the United States. Potential contractors must meet the AMS vendor qualification requirements to be eligible to submit offers.
That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.